Yeah, 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 y'all know what it is. You already know what time, man. It's the Boom Bap Power, baby. Yes, it's your girl, Miss Ruby V. And we it's your boy, Salah Guru. You know what it is. It's Bizzo Beats. I'm in the building. And yo, man, we chilling, baby. What's good, V? Man, what's, what's good is that the gas is going to be supposedly coming back by the end of the week. It, it seems like it's not quite as bad as it was at first, but apparently uh, Colonial Pipeline, I ain't think, at first they said, oh no, we're not going to pay the ransom that the hackers, the dark side, oh, you know, man, at Pager Promos. The dark way, they jumped in. Guess what? They got five million. It was a setup. They got five they million. Got five it million. was a setup. It was they a setup. They paid the European hackers five million dollar ransom. Okay. Every day, Stop all day. It. So it's like, if they could get into that, to control. Yeah, they need to hack something else. Yeah. How about Sally May? How about the Sally May? Yeah, the PPP loans or or everybody bank account or something. Just a little glitch. Just just a little glitch. That's all. Just a little glitch with an extra few zeros on the end. If we can get that, well then definitely it will be worth the wait. Absolutely. I just want to wipe away all the payments. That's all. Just say ain't nobody owe nothing. That's How about Equifax? Equifax. I'd love for you to, to uh, be Equifax TransUnion. Everybody credit go Experian. Give me that FICO score. There you go. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was almost ugly. That was almost ugly. Like a collision that you're watching in slow motion. Oh, almost took yeah. us out of here, man. Almost took us out the of here. The whole show was almost out of here. Have you ever heard? Oh. That happened to us once like, before. <laughs> Where the whole it, show just got cut off for no reason. But but uh, it involuntarily, definitely. But we're back. Yes, we're back. Yes, yes. Can't, can't keep you down rain. from now. <laughs> you can't stop the rain. Can't keep you down for long. Okay, so, man, they got some crazy stuff going on. T.I. and Tiny. Oh, man. Now, I mean, look, we love to have you on this show, but we only report report the news. I'm single now. I want to say. You know? No, 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 no offense. No offense for anything. But we, hey, we just report with the news. That's all we do, man. That's all we do. Okay, so a woman reportedly claims that T.I. and Tiny forced her to have sex with Nelly. This sounds like some old Rick James crazy shit going on. They forced now. her to, to smash the woman Nelly? First, hold on. They, T.I. forced the woman? The woman says that T.I. and Tiny forced her to have sex with Nelly. Y'all wildin', T. <laughs> they wildin' out there, man. But I'm saying, why they pick Nelly? Out of all the people. Yeah, why do you pick hey, Nelly? You. Like, Nelly Come can't on, yeah. get it on his own. Right. Come on, Nelly. We're going to get this girl over here to smash right quick. So here's the story. So uh, according to reports, a woman who decided to remain nameless claims that she worked as Chinese assistant. Okay? So what she says is that she wasn't paid for being her assistant, yet... T.I. and Tiny forced her to do drugs, and back in 2014, the couple made her have sex with Nelly. Wait, how you gonna come back? Uh, what is this, 2021? It's like uh, seven years later. Yeah, that's yeah, a long run, time. baby. What's going on? And now you're just claiming all this? This is hilarious, man. 
so but but wait a minute I, it seems like this might have been a surfaced clip so it says throughout the duration of her time with ti and tiny the duo forced her to engage in sexual acts with different women against her will in 2014 ti and tiny forced her to have sexual intercourse with rapper nelly against her will so this is a surface clip but none of these parties have involved have confirmed or denied these rumors okay. see nothing but rumors nothing but rumors. their lawyer steve sato sato i hope i'm saying that right uh yes says that let the light shine on their identity so we can go about disproving these okay let's see if this is grant this is a spelling lesson here pronunciation oh, spelling lesson 101 curious Okay, uh, he's using big words. Okay, uh, lawyer Sadal. Yes, he's using the big words. Because you T.I. lawyer. T.I. lawyer. You got to use big words. You got to use big words. T.I. lawyer. You ain't official if you ain't using big words. I'm telling you. T.I. finna fire you. Like, hey, man. What kind of words is you using on the press conference? You better get in that dictionary good. They big enough, bro. Like, hold on, hold on. When you describing my kids, I'm going to use the you know, I'm gonna need you to go deep in the dictionary. And syphilis. Syphilis. And. Syphilis. syphilis. <laughs> what the shit is that? <laughs> Recre- Recreational That's not a word, though, T.I. I don't care. It is in my dictionary. I made this shit yeah, up. This, wild, this my world. <laughs> so, wait, is Nelly part of the charges, too, then? Since they said no one has said um, has denied or confirmed, confirmed denied anything. T.I. Yeah, must be getting ready to run for office or something. Because all this stuff is just coming out. It's just crazy, right? Stuff with this dude, man. Yes. So, I mean, it, it, as if he hasn't done enough, um, Donald Trump got banned from Twitter again. It's like, you just oh, keep getting banned. So they let him come back? <laughs> they let him come back. But they won't let Boosie back on IG, though. Uh, uh, see? That's some bullshit, That's some right? bullshit right? <laughs> Donald Trump can talk shit about half the country. Boosie just was showing titties. Did he cut see? off? And, and didn't get cut back on. And they let Don, the Don, Donnie, Shows you what that, what that money and that white privilege do. So now he say he's now created his own social platform to continue to connect with his supporters using his platform to discuss social issues and current events. He should have done that. Well, I thought that was Fox News already. Uh, basically, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, wow. He's just straight exactly. out saying it was already Fox News. Yeah, he already had his Fox own platform. News. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, he used to say Fox News was full of shit too. He used to talk about all of them. Yeah, only when they didn't like him. Yeah, only when they didn't but like him. But most of the time when they talk when they talk good about him. He's he on he on the case. Yeah. I think you're an exceptional journalist. <laughs> I do. You say the truth and, and, you and I like know. you. And you let them know to grab him by the I hadn't heard that name until you just said it. Actually. What? Donald Trump. I oh. like, haven't heard Donald that nigga in a while, right? For real. They shut him down for real, y'all. Right? Yeah, they really did. Yeah, they really did. He's they not really getting on Facebook. About him and everything. They shut him down. Well, maybe I just stopped watching CNN. Well, maybe because, because like, I mean, because he's not president anymore. He, what, what, what is there to talk about? Uh, not a damn thing except for his opinions. And, and his opinions like don't a mean asshole. shit. Asshole. Everybody got one. Exactly. So you know how that goes. 
Yes, um, and your hair still scares me. So, moving on, um, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is rumored to take over Ellen's talk show spot. You know, Ellen came out this week and said that she's finally basically um, retiring. You know, there was a lot of drama going on last uh, summer. Yeah, you know how that go. You know, I'm like, you know, I just think it's my time. No. <laughs> There's too much time. shit going on. She's like mad young still, right? No, <laughs> Ellen? Ellen looks really like 50 or 60. I'm about to say Ellen up there now. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably about 60. She got, she got success later in life. Like later, yeah, because right? if you think yeah. about it, like I remember watching, um, they showed her clips like when she was a comedian back in like 88, 87. Yeah, she yeah, was already yeah. looking like she about she was old then. 30. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Says she's about 45 and 87. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. Wow. Well, you know what it is. Oh, what is it? What we'll keeps her young? That is definitely the key to life. That Kuko joke. Why do you think I only look 38? That's why you going around. Not gonna stop. I'm gonna sprinkle the holy water. Nigga over here looking like 27. Toby, Toby, he feel like he coming out of high school graduation. Hey, my, hey, my uncle told me when I was young, I was like maybe 17. He was like, hey, boy. <laughs> Look what you heard now, boy. You better, <laughs> you better, you better do what you got to do. Thing, boy. <laughs> Straight juice, baby. And I was like, no, um, they said that's bad. Uh, that's what <laughs> He's like, boy, you see me? I'm 78. Stop. <laughs> I'm 78, boy. Look at me. You want to look like me when you, you 78? Like right. Stop. <laughs> you better that dirt get to You want to look like Ellen? Going to the garden, baby. Young snapper. Y'all hear that, young boys? (laughs) Young snapper. Young ones. And now, this is the Boom Bap Hour. Yes, yes, yes. Quiet Storm. Yes, the Quiet Storm. Hey, y'all getting single biz for the next couple months, y'all know that. (laughs) Single biz on another level. I'm talking about (laughs) straight wilding, baby. Open, well, where, where's the secret so anyway, music in the background? How is the single? <laughs> how is the single life treating you? <laughs> Never better. Never better. You are going in on those beats, though, fam. The creative energy is parallel to the single energy. I see. I, I see. I, I see. I see. I see. Great. 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 Got to see you happy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Happy. <laughs> FDs. Fuck yeah. these bitches, fuck hey, these hoes, hey, man. Hey, oh, hey, hey, hold on, we're not ready. Why did they be all that? Because they be tripping, man. Not the black queens. Not, not, I'm about to say, hold on, let's not make blanket statements here. The lovely here. ladies. No. <laughs> Word, man, you already know. Oh, goodness. So, um, we have to have prayers out for Tank. Oh, what man. happened to Tank, man? So Tank reveals that he's going deaf in one ear and losing sound in the other. Yeah. This is the same guy who was talking about. Wait, what did he? What was his comment about oral sex? Something that uh, you know what I know it was, cool it was very controversial. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. in that vicinity. Something yeah. in that nature, Paul. Oh, Don't mind it. If was that it, was your it, preference. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't bother him. I mean, hey, look, Tank, if that's your preference, it's okay. Just 
just let us know. Let us know. Let people know. You know, hey, that's all the rules are. Okay, so he lost hearing. Yes, he lost hearing in one. So this is what he revealed. He said, I'm going completely deaf in my right ear and I'm kind of losing sound in my left. I'm dizzy, can't walk a straight line. All of this out of nowhere. Don't know how or why. Seen the doctors, got an MRI and all that good stuff going on. Medication, all that. But you know, it still hasn't given me a reason to give up. Still hasn't given me a reason to stop feeling like I can do and be everything I've set out to be. So, prayers up for this shit up. You need to call Jay-Z, because Jay-Z, he got, you know, he the one who got Foxy Brown her hearing back, right? Mm-hmm. He know them doctors. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. She did have a problem <laughs> yeah, with her hearing. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, she lost her hearing. Jay-Z got it back. So, Tank, you need to go holler at Jigga, man. He know that he know them. They, they, he the plug. Mm. got the real, he the real, plug on the hearing, real doctors. Well, we got a couple of things about Jay-Z news, speaking of him. Speaking of Jay, huh? Yeah, it's Ooh. always in the news somehow. So, Jay-Z regrets making Big Pimpin'. He said, I can't believe I said that. What? Yeah. Come on, hold don't do that. <laughs> hey, ho, I'm, hey, this single Ben's talking. Hey, ho, stop playing. It's Big Pimpin'. Stop playing. It's Ben's Pimpin' right now. Ben's oh, Pimpin'. What is he talking Ben's about? Ben's the cheese. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if it's exactly what it is that he rhymed about about the subject matter per se but it could be more be about his creative process he said while talking maybe the style or something yeah Yeah. he was talking to the wall street journal and he says that about his creative process which he's infamously known for not writing down his lyrics and just spitting them in the booth he says while some of his lyrics are really profound he admitted that he wasn't as proud of big pimpin something the ones that you love the most you you know and you know rocket too they they don't they be don't proud be, of it they don't be proud of those Isn't that something? but you know they you're always like your them. biggest your biggest critic you yeah, know that's so. like okay that devil's advocate that, that's a slap in the face to the south because it's like saying oh you didn't put your all into the first joint you did with some southern legends ah, so how could you like not that? put your all into it ho could it be a diss? This is why down south people be a don't call you the ghost. Could it be a really side diss? This is why three over top of you as in down south people eyes. Because you disrespectful. We just oh talked about disrespectful. Mm. You're supposed to say, man, that was the greatest song I ever made in my life. I love working with UGK. Or at least say, you know, get some Rest in peace, price. Pimp C. Yeah, you know. Bun B is one of the ghosts of down said, south. Son said, I don't even care for the Man, I ain't even really like what I said on that, you know? Well, hopefully it's more about him than it is about anyone else on the song, so we'll just keep it at that. But he Bun is- B killed that joke. I don't know about mm-hmm. Pimp C. I ain't going to say killed it. I mean, Smoke, it was, was like Pimp C's versions are all right. But Jigga did his thing, too. But Bun, that Bun killed that. Who you so, so, that so, on the record? Oh, wait, that's the one who said that. The one called an illiterate son of a bitch and step up your vocab? You illiterate son of a bitch. Like, who? Like, he was was talking to Ho, I guess. Okay. Ho was saying his vocab wasn't there, right? He said his vocab wasn't there, so he had to let him know. Well, me was like, hold on, fam. You're not finna just do the joint you did with us like that. You're supposed to give us some bars, so I'm gonna have to give you this work. Okay. Hmm. Could be coming together and making this now, right then. Secret diss. <laughs> no, but what's funny is Pimp C didn't want to do the record either. Okay. Pimp C was like, I don't want to do no record with Jay. He didn't want to do it with Jay. Right. Damn. At all. He didn't give a fuck about Jay at all. Oh, like, my. Fuck that nigga. 
I guess it was just vice versa. I give you these mediocre bars. Well, he's actually also more news about Jay Z. He's going to be among the seven music acts to be inducted into the, this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Well deserved. Yes. Congratulations, Ho. There you go. Put in time and work. He's going to be joining the ranks of rappers like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, NWA, Tupac Shakur, and the Notorious B.I.G., who were all inducted in previous Uh-oh. years. Here's a problem. Uh-oh. Here's a problem, well, well, what's y'all. Going on? What's that going whole on? list that you just said didn't have LL Cool J on there. Oh. LL Cool J is actually going to be honored for his work at, at his uh, for his work in hip hop this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. So he's going to receive the Music Excellence Award. But he's not going to be inducted. Uh, he was nominated in 2019, but they did he wasn't not inducted. say he's going to be inducted. See, there, there, you, there mean, lies the issue. Why, I don't why like would that. I didn't hold BLL. Come on. What? I know he got to feel some type of way about that. Come on, people. I'm just saying. Who's voting? I, 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 uh, hmm. Interesting. The higher ups. Know. Corporations. Jay Z bought that. Corporations. <laughs> you know how that said, I'm not Andy enough. I don't want to pay. Put okay. me in off my merit. Jay Z was like, man, I'll pay for it. I got, <laughs> I got, I got billions. I got B's. <laughs> literally. I got B and B's. B's. Yeah, B's. Literally. And B's. I got B's. Now what? I got BB's. I got all the B's. <laughs> Let me in. Put, wait, put my do? name down. I'm in. So did y'all see that recent photo of Serena Williams that she kind of look a little lighter? She look like Sammy Sosa. Stop. <laughs> Brother. I was like, what the hell? Look just oh, like fake. Come on, y'all. That's got to be fake. That's got to be fake. I think it was the lighting, man. Yeah, I think it was I think it was the light. I don't yeah, think it really was her just trying to flattering. It could have been. It could have been. So what basically, was up with the hair, though? What's she trying to do, the Tina Turner? Uh, she might have been trying to do the wild style Tina Turner thing. You know what I'm saying? But uh, she's been heavily criticized after posting the picture on IG, then deleting the image after. Because um, comments began to pour in asking if she bleached her skin. But people in Africa do do that. Oh, it's it's habitual in Africa. Oh, that's a... Uh, yes. They, they do. They love that. Popular. Very yeah, popular. Like how we get weaves and, mm-hmm. and all that. Eyelashes, they, they go get, get that. And, and then it's like it start messing up their skin. Cause yeah. I remember I was reading a whole article about that, and it was saying Wasn't that girl on love and hip hop or something. They oh, accused her of of trying Bleaching to bleach her skin, her skin yeah. but apparently she she didn't wind up. She did it. She did it she as, a as a statement in her video, I okay. guess, of the privilege of you know colorism. Trying to you know talk about colorism. So. um yeah, I was reading this whole article about that, and they were really saying that they think that Amer that you know Black Americans are striving to do that when we're not even on that page. Maybe people back, maybe back in the day, could have been like that. But but now, well, yeah, I like don't see when they was brainwashing now. us to try to want to be white, right? But then they, I can see that it was probably some people that did it. But how the heck do they do that? Yo, it's actually pulling the, the, like the pigment the out of your skin. Yeah. yeah, and it's ruining your skin cells. And so like they be old. scabbing up yeah, afterwards. Crazy. You know what the crazy thing about it is? I I, I know it, it's not like that now because I use it every single day. But I never forget. I used to, I still use Noxzema. Me and so I use Noxzema daily to this day. Noxzema right? is not that. Not it, it, it's cream, not that. Is it but not? I it might have been back in the day because I swear I remember when I was like maybe. 14 
When I was 14, my friend's skin? grandmother came to me and she said, you know, that was skin bleach. I said, noxema? She said, yeah. She said, I don't know what it is now, but back in the day, that was bleaching your skin. I was like, wow. Nah, I said, I well, it's not like that now. I know it used to burn. That's why I used to be like, I'm not, I'm not using I love noxema. What if it still do that? I see. I don't know, hey. but I doubt it. I mean, it's we would be lighter. You trust these crackers out here. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, oh, I should have told you that. Man, look, I look the same as I did since I was uh, the same skin color. That might be the reason why. (laughs) (laughs) It might have kept your skin that way. Well, I don't see it hurting nobody. It ain't doing. I've been using it for 20 years, 30 years. But I think that they they marketed it to black households. They really did. Back then, black people. Yes, he's he's a mess on that. like the spark. The, the little thing. Spark. Yes. Oh, yellow thing. Uh-huh. Right. So he's an inadvertently entered into a trademark war with um, Walmart over the logo similarity. Um, DC uh, basically submitted a logo design to retail corporation deemed too similar to their own. DC uh, LLC entered a filing for a new design on January 3rd, 2020, which resembles the sun and is made up of eight black spokes. The design does look close to the Walmart logo, which depicts six solid lines with rounded ends. It's like a sun also. Just change it up a little bit. Yeah. That's what I would say, you know. Uh, Walmart didn't issue any statements, but you know, uh, they basically are trying to coexist without consumer confusion. Yes. So we wish Yeezy the best in that battle. Yeezy ain't gonna change it. Well, he wants the publicity of the fight. Because yeah. if you get that publicity of the fight, that. then it's going to make your project make bigger. He's eventually going to concede. It's but it's going to make whatever he's doing bigger now because he's fighting against Walmart. Well, like, this is his tactic all the time. All the time. When he wanted to sell his album, he went against it. Like we against each other. And why? So we can combine our fan base and make them like choose. You know right. what I'm saying? That was the first that It can be a tactic, most definitely. Yeah, some. It's like hip hop beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, he's like, just expanding it to, um, to, uh, corporate business. Exactly. Oh, Lord. We gonna. <laughs> the still, gonna take us out before there, we get yeah. out of here. I'm trying to tell you. These damn chords. Yeah, dangerous. Hey man, listen man. You got so you got a lot to live for, man. So I'm trying to take yourself <laughs> out, man. Good man. I ain't supposed to do this, man. I'm not trying to take myself out, man. Like for real, man. Twice now. Like, come on, let's talk about it. We gotta have an intervention. We gotta have an intervention, right? Right here on the show right this now. Is a, this is a safe space. No more bad dreams for you. She said this is a safe space. Ain't no more bags. We can You're talk love about here. It. There's love here. Love. It's all love. So, um, rapper, uh, of course, you know, um, rest in power to Shock G. There's been some details that's come out. Um, about basically some, in- some incidents that happened before 
his, you know, passing. So wait, what was the, that, do we have a reason? We do, we do not, we do not. I um, think he took himself out. A cause of death has not been announced so and an autopsy has been planned, but... Um, basically, you know, records show that a few weeks before that, there were some incidents happening regarding, you know, some drug use. Um, so, so he said two Tampa police officers responded to a disturbance call at the Sheraton Tampa Riverwalk Hotel. They learned that a man under the influence of drugs and alcohol got into an argument with his girlfriend and other hotel guests. Uh, according to a police report, the man threw water on some guests, stripped down to his boxers and walked away from the hotel officers found him several blocks away and took him into protective custody and of course that was shock g oh, um but weeks later he was you know found dead in another tampa hotel so shock last g week. arguing with his girl huh mm -hmm. so hmm and so uh, it ain't no fatal attraction type situation i'm about to get there or what about old boy big dude um Arborosa, um, oh, um, oh, look, Michael Clark Duncan. Duncan. And he just was found dead at the bottom of the pool. Now, that's when they say he was healthy as I don't know, ways to work out incessantly. Like, how does somebody, you just wonder how somebody like that just, I mean, I guess it can still happen. Illuminati. You know? Um, they said the same thing happened with, with Flo, about the Flo, Flo Joe. Joe. You know, Flo she's Joe. in the shape of her life, and there it happened, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically, they said officers had found him near the hub, still clad only in his boxer shorts and stumbling in the street in front of cars. Um, they said, I believe that without treatment, Gregory would get himself hurt. His last name. Um, an officer wrote in the report he wasn't able to determine for himself if medical treatment was necessary. Uh, so they took him into custody under the Marchman Act, a state law that allows law enforcement to take a person under the influence of drugs to undergo substance abuse evaluation and treatment, and it drove him to St. Joseph's Hospital. Uh, so then all this other things transpired, and it, a whole lot of stuff. So from there, and they said he went to the bathroom to use meth at California Pizza oh Kitchen. Man. There was a whole oh lot of stuff going God. on. Oh man, he was on the hard, was hard thing. Nah, he took himself out. So we're gonna find out probably exactly what, you know, gonna be the outcome of that situation. Yo, man, my daughter has sat here and marked her whole Oh, man. Oh, no. Yes, yes. No. This is the life we gotta oh, live, son. Oh, she's, she's going. She's going, going, gone. The life we live. Like a rocket. Next, you know, you know she'll be looking like 6'9. She's gonna be looking like 6'9 in a few minutes. Let me tell you something. What, what, when I used to I used to do like painting classes, and she and I would be painting like my um paintings that I would do for the class like at night, and she would sit there with me and literally paint her entire body. Oh, man. Her clothes, her hair. Everything. Like straight to the tub. Straight to the be tub. An it's gonna be an artist. Yes. Yeah, man. All right, we gonna, who we got for the interview? Oh, we got Choose coming up. We got Choose and Alicia Price. All right, so Choose. Yes. Young Choose. Young Choose. Yes. Young Choose, man. Definitely. Okay, is he an Augusta artist or is he a New York artist? Well, he hails from the great city of Augusta, Georgia, home of James Brown. His music has been described as a complete blend of emotions, lyrical technique de delivered with northern aggression with a southern. 
he tells us about his newer projects as well as some of his older projects that he dropped on social media um, within the last couple of weeks. Okay, okay. That's what's up, man. Shout out to Choose. Definitely. That's right. Yes. That's right, that's right, that's right. Y'all enjoy that uh, interview, and we'll see y'all on the other side. Word. All right. Peace. Boom, bap hour uncut. Yeah. I'm with an angel, obtuse, caboose, she acute from every angle. Do the math on that. You can't pass on that. You can't LeBron on that unless you take her to the racks. I was looking on your, um, like on your Facebook, and you said you had a new project that actually is on out on all platforms now. Well, I uh, I uploaded some of my old ones uh, from 2014. I finally put them on the streaming platform so people can listen to it, you know, a little bit more freely instead of having to download like mixtape apps and stuff like that for it. Okay, okay. What's the name of those um, projects, just so that we can? Know oh, that's a uh, damn a lifetime from 2014 and uh, true enough from 2014 and true enough got DJ K Slay on it. Um, I released two big projects in that in that particular year. So those albums are kind of the reason why a lot of people know who I am, you know what I mean? So it was kind of cool to get that on the platform. Ooh, ooh. That's what's up. Well, for all of our listeners and uh, you know, uh, everybody watching around the world, let everybody know uh, who you are and where you're from. Um, you know, they call me Trues. Uh, I guess the rap acronym for it is uh, the realest you ever slept on and Aziz is for slept on, the sleeping symbol. Uh, born in North New Jersey, but I was raised in Augusta, Georgia. So my roots is like my foundation is here as far as, you know, but my name is concerned, and uh, yeah, I've been doing music forever. I've been doing music since I was uh, 13 years old. You know, writing and 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 packaging up my own music. So yeah. Wow! Wow! Yes! Yes! That's who I am. That's right. You know, got your roots right here in the home of James Brown, representing for Augusta, GA. You feel what I'm saying? How about that? Yeah, all day, every day. Uh, so, um, what what other projects do you um are you uh, have out right now? I did see one um called Flight Three Twenty Three. Is that another project that you have as well? Yeah, that uh that album dropped like a week before we went into quarantine last year. Uh, that was technically like my first album on all platforms. Um, so, and that was produced by like my best friend, uh, Chris Huggins, Hug Dog, like, you know, that project is special in, in so many different types of ways. And it got a lot of streams, probably out of all my projects, you know, it's probably the most streamed project. It had been a while before I had released like a, a full, a legitimate body of work. And so a lot of people tuned in for it. And I was grateful right before we went into quarantine. So people got a chance to stream it a lot, um, you know, without leaving the crib. So that was pretty cool. Well, that's the other side to this quarantine. You know what I'm saying? That even though oh, yeah. everybody was locked down, you still have a lot of time where people could really pay attention, you know, to creative projects. In fact, artists was got us through this pandemic. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that was the other side of things, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I tell people that, you know, they, they come up to me and say, well, you know, I know you didn't get a chance to do what you, you know, wanted to do. And I was like, no, nah, well, I settled for the streaming. I'm glad everybody listened. You know what I mean? And, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, it was a week before quarantine. I didn't know how that was going to look. But then as we got deeper into it, um, you know, the streaming numbers kind of went up. And um, then I dropped uh, the Black American. 2020 riots volume one like three song ep i dropped that on june 16th on uh tupac's birthday so even in the middle of quarantine during all the protests i still did my due diligence outside of even protesting was able to uh drop a project like um surveying that time period in that environment so that was pretty cool too as well i love it um, now, your music has been described as a complete blend of emotions, lyrical technique delivered with Northern aggression with a Southern twang. So who would you consider to be like your musical influences? Uh, for rap, mm, I say for rap, it'll be like, uh, like 50 Cent made me want to rap, like actually be a rapper. Um, so I guess like the glorification of a rapper came from, you know, listening to him. My older brother actually rapped. So when I was younger, I would be around the writing process and stuff like that. And I went to a few studio sessions as a young kid, but I really wasn't into it um, at that time. And so, but like uh, rap wise, I've been compared a lot to Kanye, uh, older Kanye West and the J. Coles and the Kendricks and Little Shades of Jay-Z been compared to Nas. I've been compared to pretty much all the greats, which is pretty cool. I feel like in, you know, my personal opinion, if if you could relate me to a great artist, I think uh, you know, I'm definitely doing a, a great job. But as far as like, you know, I, I look at Michael Jackson for performances and uh certain type of song structures i listen to a lot of rock and roll for sampling purposes or maybe like the simplicity of a song like it's just like a lot of different things that kind of make up um who i am like as an artist uh without trying to like go away from rap it's just like a lot of other like weird things that i feel like contributes to my artistry and how i carry myself too as an artist yeah, I could definitely see that, how you got a lot of different influences going on, you know. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and I love it. That's what makes it dope, too. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, we witnessed you do some awesome things, especially when you're talking about writing and, you know, uh, composing lyrics. You really even taught others to do the same. Now, true. Yeah was a wonderful teacher, okay, in our program that we had Supremacy Rule. We went to high schools and he was able to really, really connect with you, with youth. And it was such a joy working with you because, you know, you really knew how to connect with them and really brought some things out of them they probably didn't even know they had themselves. So how was that experience being able to teach, you know, show others, a younger generation, what you love to do? Um, it was great. It was it was um I remember the first day I was like 
I remember, you know, we had all these uh, worksheets printed up. And then when I seen the, 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 the children, I was like, oh, snap, like, these aren't children. Like, you know, and, and it's like that, that it had to, in my mind, it had to go out the window and I had to start trying to connect with them. And um, I was coming up with things on the fly, just kind of like, I remember the first thing I came up with was, you know, write down your artist artist name that you want to go by and be called in the classroom. And then I want you to write down what your what would you want your album to be called and the three singles from the album. And like from that moment, it gave people like a sense of identity, um, like in a creative and faith space. And also just in the space of like enjoying themselves of being who they want to be or will see themselves as. And then that just kind of progressed into you know, the next day calling them, you know, by the artistry name that they picked. And, you know, we just start building off of that, start writing lyrics. Uh, some people got a notebook. They devoted a notebook to the classroom. And I remember it was this one kid named Zay. He 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 had he bought a notebook, but he didn't. I don't know if he think, thought it was cool or not. And so he like had the notebook on his desk, but he was kind of like, you know, tapping his fingers, like looking around, just kind of like, and I'm like, he a talkative cat. So I was just like, why are you so quiet? So I go over there and I'm like, oh, you got a notebook. And he was like, you know, trying to shrug it off. Like, yeah, you know, I got a notebook. So then I said, and then I said, open it up real quick. And I noticed it wasn't, uh, it was only a like one page written in. So I know he just got it. You know what I mean? Specifically for the class and stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool. Like just having the kids let them down there cool. And um, after we were done with the class to get the, the test results of them back was really like the best part because it was like, oh, snap. You know, they filled their time up with something good and inspirational to the point where it probably distracted them from a lot of things because you know, if you remember, we talked to them about like what was going on at home, and some of them was like, you know, we were eating ramen. They were eating ramen noodle pack without the water, and I was just like, what the? You know, I, I didn't. I I don't came from some hard times, but I wouldn't even eat a ramen noodles without the water. Like, and it's just like, you know, they were just breaking down how they were living, but then they'd come to class and be and be completely fine with being there you know what I mean so it was great it was awesome and I really want to do that again in my like in my life like consistently it was really great and you should you should because yeah. you're really really great at it and um you know definitely uh we want to continue that relationship with you as well because you're just really so dope at being a teacher uh so Basically, you know, hey, it's um April of this year, yeah. and you know we still got a little bit of time left. But what what are your goals in twenty twenty and the rest of twenty twenty one? I'm trying to release these two albums that I've written last year. Um, you know, as I get older, it's it's, it's taking me a longer time to release music. Uh, just from being a slave to my own creations. And I'm easy. I can easily uh, go through that. I used to go through that all the time when I was younger. But now that I'm older, I'm I'm becoming a slave to not only to my present creations but also my past creations as well. So they're like ghosts, 
and, and, you know, like, you know, they always haunting you on how well you've done or whatever the case may be. And, and, and you create expectations for yourself. So it takes me a little longer to uh, drop down those levels in my mind and then just say, you know, forget it and just drop it. So I got like two great albums coming out. One of them I'm calling, uh, I haven't even told people what I called it, I'm calling it, but it's called Legend. And it's like solidifying almost everything that I've done thus far and kind of packaging that up and leaving that where it is. And so I can go on to do different types of music that I want to do and not be in a box that I've created even for myself. So it's going to be some cool stuff coming. Like it's going to be a, just like a different version of me, you know. So that's going to be really cool to see even for myself. That sounds like it's going to be really cool. And you say you hadn't told anybody else yet. So, so y'all heard it here first, okay? Yeah, y'all yeah, heard the title here first. It's going to be called Legends, okay? Got to look out for that. Um, and, you know, I got to ask you the million-dollar question, okay? Okay. What made you fall in love with hip-hop? Oh. I felt like, uh, man, it. I guess... Uh, Life, life made me fall in love with hip hop. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, being from Jersey and having my family down here in the South, I would ride Greyhound buses, I'll come down here in the car and the music that you listen to is very pivotal at that time because if you're driving about 15, 16 hours, what you listen to definitely starts to, you know, fill you up and build you up. And then riding on a Greyhound and being young, under 10 years old, just riding with my brother, but we can't sit together or whatever. And, you know, you got the tape cassette in my head, all the mixtapes that he made. And I get to hear things like, uh, you know, happy feelings from uh, Beverly and Mays. And it's just like Al Green and stuff like that. And things like that just stick with you over time. And, you know, even on this next album, I'm sampling a lot of things that I love, like Minnie Rippleton and, and, and Al Green himself and, you know, a lot of other things I've sampled, like the OJs and uh, Lenny Williams on my other album that's going to be coming out. So it's like music, it started to be a soundtrack to my life. And when I got into music, you know, of course, I was now a part of the production team rather than the listener. So for a smooth 13 years out of my life, I was able to be a listener, um, a devoted listener at some point. And, um, and then I turned into production. But from that point, I say like somebody like a Lauryn Hill made me fall in love with hip hop, where it's like I heard rapping and singing and she from Jersey. Me and my mom used to sing and, and rap her stuff together on Saturday mornings and stuff like that. And, and, and it was just like a great vibe. And so, like, I fell in love with that. Missy Elliott, you know, Up Jumps the Boogie and stuff like that. Like, even DMX, like, when I first started paying attention to hip-hop, it had to be, like, legitimately paying attention to hip-hop. It had to be around 97. So at that, like, at that time, Tupac, uh, Biggie had just died. Tupac releases Hail Mary. I, I remember all of this. Hey. Up Jumps the Boogie is out. Aaliyah's out. Hot Boys is out. Um, 
Yeah, and I'm just, and DMX just dropped the two the two uh platinum albums in the same year. All of this is going on, and I'm being overloaded. But like, and then as I got older, when I started to do it, I started to study music, and then it became lifestyle. Now it's like it went from being a soundtrack to the actual lifestyle, and then to me contributing to my own soundtrack and other people's soundtrack and and even for the city of Augusta, like creating a soundtrack to where if if you remember Trues doing music years ago, that's going on almost 10 years ago now. So that's like, that's why I want to call the uh, the project legend because if you can date it back to something like that, when I drop in 2013, we're not that far away from a 10 year anniversary from some stuff that people know that I've done. Not even in a, in the simple fact that I've done it and nobody knows. It's like people held on to this over the years, and um, so I was able to contribute to hip hop, whether it was on my 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 scale of being in in Augusta, or on the scale when I was traveling back and forth from New York, and I I know people that know me out there. So I don't know, like you know, but at some point. I started to clock in and work for hip hop after becoming a listener. That's what I do now. Well, well, you, well, you clocked in at a good time. Let me tell you, yeah, yeah, we yeah. on a whole journey. <laughs> man, How about man. that time. I wish I would have started mm-hmm. earlier. Honestly, I really wish I would have started earlier. If I would have started earlier, I wouldn't have been bothered by a lot of the things that I started to be bothered with because when I'm introduced to music, if I start just kind of getting into it, I can create my own world a little bit more vividly. And then as I got older, and when I started to do it by 13, and then when I started to actually move about and go and go places with it around 20, 21, I'm like, damn, the game ain't what I what I thought it was. And that's the real reason why like, I disassociated and, and removed myself from that rat race is because it wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't what I built my dream around or what I envisioned. And because of that, I was like, it don't look good. It ain't sexy. You know what I mean? And the money ain't worth it. And so that's how I looked at it. And so then the creation started to be more worth it. And, um, and so that's why I'm back on right now. It's just like the essence of music, closing chapters, and beginning a fresh start of my life of just being a complete artist and like disintegrating into midair and just becoming energy as an artist. Like that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Oh, that's dope. I like that. Yeah. Coming energy. Everything's energy. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, before we wrap it up, Anybody you want to give a shout out to and where can we find everything through your social media, your website, everything. We want to know it all. I want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, the two producers that I'm working with heavy, my boy, my brother, uh, Hug Dog and Snoop. That's the next couple of albums. And give a shout out to even my boy Jarrell, uh, even though it's so hard to get him you know, whatever. But uh like he's a photographer, he does real good. Got the nipple mag going on and uh Nicole Stevens's photography name and uh his brand and um shout out to him for kind of uh bringing my image uh to a point where I needed it to be. So um really huge shout out to him. Shout out to 
myself too. And you can find everything at Trues Nation. You know, all the social media is Trues Nation, T-R-U-E-Z Nation. And then um, you can you can search in on all platforms, Trues, T-R-U-E-Z, and you can get all the projects, the ones from 2014 to 2020. So, yeah. Nice. Well, y'all heard it here first. Uh, definitely just chopping up with Trues. It's really been so cool for you to uh, come and talk with us today. And definitely want to keep, you know, um, keep talking to you and having you on as a guest. Like, definitely yeah. in the future. For sure. Yeah, let's try, let's try to do it uh, after the album drops. See how that goes. Well, all right. Well, thank you again so much for being our guest today. And keep it locked, y'all. Don't go anywhere. It's the Boom Bap Hour Uncut. Yeah. Where you at?
Did I hit it on the head yet? Yes, raindrops Leave the whole bed wet when you came to stop That's a different song, what we have is strong Like Arnold Schwarzenegger pressing buttons on the pager People on the outside looking in Like, damn, look at him, losing again But jokes on them, I was born to win I could tell my story with this ink pen How I was sleeping with the freaking Party on the weekends with the friends That was back in 2010 or 2011 Right before I turned 20, we wasn't together And I guess for the time it was for the better Guess we never on point But never say never Cause whenever it seems that you about to go You hit the door and turn around and then you let me know Do you really wanna party with me? Do you really wanna party with me? Do you really wanna party with me? Straight up wildin' in the place to be Do you really wanna party with me? Do you really wanna party with me? Do you really wanna party with me? Put your love where my eyes can see Uh Bad power uncut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, um, prayers up for Snoop Dogg's mother because it seems like she's going through some things right now. Prayers sure. up. Oh, man. Prayers mm-hmm. up, man. Yes. Um, 50 Cent, Bad Joe, Killer Mike, Busta Rhymes, and more um, definitely rally around her with prayer um, and had definitely encouraging statements to say um, by his mother, Beverly Tate. Um, and Snoop said, I need all my prayer warriors for mama right now, please. And thank you. Uh, so definitely, you know, Snoop Dogg's always shown a love and respect for his mother in February, 2020 Snoop fired off some harsh thing, you know, some words back and forth with journalist Gail King's, uh, direction after she brought up Kobe Bryant's sexual assaults allegations during an interview with WNBA player Lisa Leslie. Okay, not long after he was killed, you know, of course, Kobe was killed in a helicopter crash. And it was his mother, of course, who encouraged Snoop to apologize to King. Um, Snoop says, my mother raised me in church and she raised me to respect women. Snoop said during an interview with the Red Table Talk, said it was certain things she said to me that took me back to being a little kid. And when your mama can make you feel like a kid, that's when you got to get right. Said, I didn't feel grown. I didn't feel like Snoop Dogg the rapper. I felt like Snoopy. So I felt like, okay, (laughs) all right. That's where he got his name from, his mom, right? Yep. That's what what he said, Snoopy. Mom and his mom. He said, you know I raised you better than that. He called called her, what did he call her? Dog face bitch. Yes, yeah. That was it. Never forget that one. (laughs) Can't forget that one. I'm telling you. Stoop was raw for that. (laughs) So he later issued a public apology via Instagram saying he overreacted and he yeah. did it because his mama told him come on you, you, you need to calm down stop tripping now okay yeah. I think he still had to get it off though. he had to get it off like and then come back and apologize people to understand how he felt like because that was some corny shit Gail did uh, well not not saying that it wasn't corny what right. you did definitely you right. know he had to get that off because that was like that's going down in the history. Oh, it's definitely that's going down in like, history. There's no doubt about like, that that's one. Like, <laughs> that's worse than slapping him. Uh, I'm saying, it's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> he just didn't say what I thought he <laughs> that's, said. Yeah, that's like, ooh, you hit, you hit her in the gut with that one. Like, oh, Straight in the gut. Yeah. We 
weren't expecting that one. Good so lord. You see that one coming, bro. <laughs> he went straight for the throat. Like, oh lord. <laughs> I'm pulling up punches. Man. So prayers up to Snoop's mother, definitely. Prayer up. Definitely. Please get, get Mama well Snoop. better. Get better. Yeah, definitely. Get well soon. I, I'm high as shit, y'all. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So um, an American Idol finalist was disqualified for some bullshit. Oh, what they did. So a KKK video surfaces of them, right? Man. Uh, See? So he was sitting next to someone wearing a clue, a clue. I always want to say clue. Cool, cool clan. clan style. Cuckoo. Right? They the cuckoo. That's they what they yeah. yeah, I just want to say clue, clan. but it's not cue. Cuckoo clan. So he said Kennedy apologized to his fans. Uh, Yes, he apologized to his fans, but says that the video came from when he was younger and that he didn't think about his actions. Uh, and he closed a statement saying, I'm so sorry. I pray that I can one day regain your trust in who I am and have your respect. So, I mean, it, it just shows what you was around, though. Definitely shows fact, what you, you were around, around some, and what you was okay with. Crackers. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, so let me ask a question. I mean, not to take it off of that topic of racism, but how come they ain't got no rappers on American Idol? Hmm. Like, as big as hip-hop is to music no in America, right? Like, hip-hop might be the biggest American-created art form of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, created in America. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Facts. And the American Idol can't be a hip-hop artist? Well, I mean, I'm going to say it like this. It is branded as a singing competition. That's what they've always been. That's, and that that's what be. it always, you know, but I it's just... it's called American Idol. Though. Right. And it is rapping a form of singing. It can be. Future is singing. It, it's, it's Drake is singing. It's fluid, as I like to say. It's very fluid. Exactly. You know? Music is fluid. So exactly. basically, Drake. it's not really like a. It's like it's really a musician competition, is what they should say, right? Right. And I just feel like, again, with as much influence as hip hop has on pop culture and music today, how come they ain't had a rapper audition for American Idol and they like do a rap song? You know what I'm saying? Like, because people do Kanye West songs. I've right. heard people singing Heartless. Okay. On American Idol for the audition. See? Right? See? But they not actually like, why don't they do like a rap? Like, a, why can't a rapper be the winner? Well, what, what, on American Idol? Yeah. Aren't they singing other people's songs? Um, mostly it is covers, yeah, yes. Might be. Covers why can't of they other cover a rap songs? song? It's like they cover any other song. Mm. They covered Heartless, but I guess Heartless ain't a rap song. Got a rap song. Right. Well, you know, I mean, they need, if they were to do that, then they would need to open up their branding and say it's more than just a singing competition. They need I to expand it, you know. Or, because or, or I feel like they I'm own. just being excluded from that whole, like American Idol been on for almost 19, 20 years now, right? Yeah. yeah and and yeah. isn't it like um, still like you can't be over 25? American like Idol is age restricted. Yeah, yeah, I think you still can't be over 25 because it's like a certain. I guess because they, yeah, they, what they trying to do is they trying to create to a young pop star. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Little Uzi Vert is a young pop star though. Yeah, yeah, he he is, he is. So I, I mean, see where you coming from. They can go that lane. Well, 
either that or like they said just start your own don't start beg nobody own. to do that Break just start your own. your own you feel what i'm saying Facts. and and Break better own. you know they've been around a long time so it's some but new it's fresh like, energy you know, to come like, into the situation like and it's no i don't think it's any the only competition show on tv that like has hip-hop as a part of it i guess will be the four hmm. Because even on America's Got Talent, how come a rapper ain't won that contest? See, I have like, you know, I don't really watch that show like that. I mean, I know it's like crazy you ain't stuff. You with that, Nick? Nick Cannon? I watch some of it. Sometimes. Usually it's a singer that wins. Very, very like, rarely. It's I, if I always catch it. like at the end, the, the winner of the competition yeah. is usually a singer. Okay. Isn't there other things, though, that they do? Yeah, like, like dancing and. and shit yeah, like variety that. But they don't ever win. Okay. Like, because it's usually like. You do your best stunt or trick way before you get to the end. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So when you get to the end, it's like you trying to come up with a stunt that's going to beat this person's singing talent. Right. And, and that's going to be like, kind of. <laughs> it's hard to try to do that in a small period of time. Because it's like, okay, you don't know that you're competing to be the champion until like two weeks before the championship. So you got to come up with a stunt in two weeks where they just got to learn a song in two weeks. Yeah. That's, so that's you can't lot. really be the singer in that type of thing. But a rapper could, though. That's why I'm like. Really well, they need to expand Oregon. What's up? Dog. We need to do our own thing, you know? So, not. Well, we I, did I, have a little show on Netflix. Oh, yeah, Cardi B. And oh, Dan yeah, and that's right. Definitely. But they need to bring that back. They do need to bring that back. Mm-hmm. Right. We, and, and, we, and it birthed somebody, I feel, is a valid talent. Like he's really good. D Smoke, I still listen to him. Yes. Didn't he get Grammy? Didn't he get Grammy? He got a Grammy nominated. He got nominated. He got nominated. Okay. Think about that. He got nominated off of the fact off of the fact that they did that. And he didn't use his Kendrick Lamar connects. None at all. See? He did it all, all on his own. Exactly. Gotta be. That's right. We, we want to interview. But that's yeah. proof that a hip hop artist. <laughs> can come from a competition and become a successful artist in the music industry. Like, look at oh, American Idol. Like, a lot of them people, like, who's still singing off American Idol? Well, Fantasia's Fantasia. still singing. Fantasia. Jennifer not really. Hudson. Cut it out, y'all. Stop it. Come on, y'all. Fantasia's not Well, singing. not right now, See, but because it's not passes. really an R&B type, I mean... She could come back though, you, you know. Said, okay, but the fact it's that been you like said maybe she a couple of years is already proof of my point. Exactly. She has to come back. Okay, who else? Uh, let's see. Ruby um, Stutter, he out of here. Ruby. Okay, well, of course Jennifer Hudson, but Jennifer you know she Hudson. she definitely evolved from. Jennifer Hudson is like a know. show tune singer. She can't make like a popular song that people really like. Uh, uh, you know, there are a couple songs I did like. I Stop mean, it. Yeah, Jennifer got no number one. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson? Yeah. But Jennifer Hudson didn't win, though. Jennifer Hudson lost. She lost. Yes, I like that song. Spotlight, come on, stop it. I just, you know, it's, it's something that I ain't gonna say it made me go out and buy it, but I, I, I would listen right, to it on the radio. Heard. Let's put okay, it like if that. If you heard it, you, you, gonna, you might, are you gonna turn it up? Or are you just gonna let it No shit, you was in the car dancing to. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, but, but Jennifer Hudson <laughs> wasn't a winner. She lost. She was, but you know what? To me, she won. She she to me she won. She's an overachiever. To me, because, she won. Right. She did better than the winners. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's what's crazy to me. 
So, who else? Clay um, Aiken. Let's no. see. Yeah, Clay. Well, no. I don't know uh, him. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Carrie, what? Carrie Underwood. Now okay, she's so still now, relevant. Oh yeah, Carrie Underwood. I forgot about. Okay, yeah, she's so still relevant. Out of twenty winners, we named one person that might still be, and she might be, because I think Carrie Underwood is probably even. I think she's still doing it in country, because I swear. I mean, I didn't really watch it, but I saw her like advertising the Country Music Awards, okay. and you know, I don't know if she. Okay. You know, I didn't watch it, but. Okay, all right, so that's one, Carrie. Who else? Yeah. Um. Hmm. You can't even. You don't even think. know the winners. Honestly, I kind of dropped off after a little who, while. Who, who, what's his name? Which one? Oh, we talked about well, him. Ruby we Stutter ain't seen him in. God knows how long. Ruby you Stutter know, is just. What the hell happened to Ruby? He Ruben okay. at the food line. That's yeah. where he uh, is. Stop! Right stop it! He is Ruben at the food line. <laughs> oh yeah, they made a uh, a joke. <laughs> sorry for what? Man, they they. No more choice. It was sorry for what? Damn. He did have a song well, called Sorry, didn't he? Uh, it was sorry for it was sorry. We gonna have to come back to that because yeah. I'm gonna look that up. Oh my god, that joke was funny. <laughs> the thing was. 1999. like that. Sorry for 2004. Sorry for 2004. Woo, that's a long time ago. Oh my god. Woo-hoo. Those days there, boy. I'm trying to tell you, man, American Idol used to be my joint, though. And I remember when the Fantasia first came out, when I tell you that, man, I loved me some Fantasia. And I seen her in concert, boy. That hell can sing. <laughs> she took her shoes off and, and just, uh, man. Okay, here we go. <laughs> first winner, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Well, look, she bought that. She got a show. She took it from Steve Harvey. <laughs> Okay, second one, Ruben Stutter. Okay. There you go. No, dead. Yeah, yeah. Dead. There you go. Dead. There you go. We trying to find him. He on the Sorry milk cart. Sorry for 2004, Ruben baby. Ruben on the milk cart. That was Fantasia that shit. Fantasia Burino. Well, she, she hot. She's still out. She's she still flipping flip around. She's not on the milk cart. She hot. Everybody. She ain't dead yet. She had a, like her last song she came out with. I did like. I liked the video, What's too. Name, I did. I forgot. Something about the one Pro. I love. Something Pro. about the love. Well, uh, be with the one I love. Be something with like the one that. I love. Yeah, something like right, that. Right, okay. And I thought the video was dope. That was okay. what year? What, what year was that? That was probably like 2020 or could have been 2019. 2019. 2019. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Carrie Underwood. Y'all oh, just yeah. said she just said she dope. Taylor Hicks. Uh, I hear that name a lot. That's that guy, right? Yeah. That white guy. Is a girl. There's a guy, right? Milk carton. Okay. Jordan Sparks. Oh! Milk carton. Man, I used to love she Jordan Sparks, though. She, she did 08, right? Brown. She's a she 08, right? She 08, right? That song where her and Chris her. Brown used to be 08, my right? shit. Oh, I used to love that she song so much. She should have let Chris Brown slap her if she might be bigger. Oh, stop she it. She might be Rihanna, Rihanna right now. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> I didn't know they was even supposed to be there. They were supposed to be messing around? I'm saying he, she should have. She, like, she, she should have. Yeah. Yeah. It would have so put a, it would have put it to boost her up a little bit. <laughs> oh my god! Well, they made okay, a beautiful David song Cook. together. You don't I don't even know, know who, who that is. is. Chris Allen. Don't, See, I didn't drop off. I don't by know. Now. I don't Lee know. Lee Dwyer. No, don't know. Scotty McCreary. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Philip Phillips. And that we don't. We are done. Is that like Wilson Phillips? Yeah, like the Phillips sisters. Candace Glover. Candace Glover. That sounds like that, 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 that's that's not like the the Republican girl yeah, Candace Glover. <laughs> oh, Elian. No, her name ain't Glover, is it? Nah. No, Candace it's Candace Owens. Owens. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Candace Johnson. Don't know none of oh, these. Oh wait a minute, hold on, stop. 
fuck Candace Owens. Let's continue. Okay, and she looks yeah, like right Ellie. Yeah, Sorry. Ellie in head. Yeah. Nick Frediani. A Frediancho, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. Trent Harmon. Trent Harvey, he sound like Trent Debbie. I know. Maddie Pop. Or Pope. Look, Pop. dude, these must be two. I'm lost. I'm Lane Hardy. No. See no. what I'm saying? They need no. a hip hop person. I, to I, bring I'm them so back lost. to glory again, because these people. Does it stop that what sense. Fantasia shit? Pretty, I mean, with Jordan me, George, stop with George Sparks. Y'all know George Sparks. Yeah. Y'all remember Candace Glover was the little black girl. Y'all I do remember her, her vaguely. Because I, I said she was the little black girl. But, but the problem is with too. that word vaguely. Like you know, I I either you don't know who they are. If you're American Idol, then I should know who you are. Or because it's called I American know Idol. These names. Are you supposed to be an idol? Right. And you're not. So that just means not all is packed or, up. To or be. you're idoling. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> the experiences in the contest, it's pretty much to I me, mean, and that's about it. That's you know. It. And she's from Beaufort, South Carolina. Oh man, she's around really? the corner, and we don't even know. Her. Yep. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't even here in Augusta. That's a damn shame. She ain't even here in yeah, Augusta, and this Augusta. <laughs> and I, hear I don't know con- what she's doing in Columbia, but still, I ain't heard. Oh, and I, and I hear their contract actually sucks. Yeah, I really do. Oh, their contract is the worst. Yeah, and that's why they yeah. probably didn't wind up doing anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we will be actually seeing a posthumous album from DMX. Oh, he got a joint coming up this week. Called weekend, right? Exodus that's going to be released this month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that shit gonna be dope. Yep. So. Okay, let me, okay. Now, come on, y'all. Nah, I love DMX. You know, everybody Rest gonna buy it. I you love know. DMX Rest in peace. I know everyone's gonna buy it. But what? What? Is it gonna be like Jordan on the Wizards? Jordan on the Wizards. Yeah. No, it ain't gonna be nowhere near. Meaning, it's no gonna near. be like it's not like it. Like it's gonna be like, oh man, this ain't it. DMX. It's a, it's a, it, it, I don't think it might not be nowhere near. You think it's gonna be a return to glory? Nowhere near that either. Or is it gonna be? He ain't in that level. He wasn't on. He ain't. He ain't on that level. Like okay, for example, right? I could. I consider like Buster Rhymes' album that he dropped a return to glory. Yeah. Right. Because it was Buster in his like, in his at his best. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it still was like production-wise, the producers didn't try to like reinvent Buster, so to speak, from a producer standpoint. Right. He was like, we know what Buster work, what works with Buster, and Buster knew it too. He like, I'm picking the beats that's like what, the boom bap shit, right? And the weird shit, so it worked. Now DMX album, do you think he got Dame Grease beats? Because think, let's all be honest now. Let's going back and going through the DMX catalog. Dame Grease was the best producer DMX ever had. It made him not Swiss beats. Because them know. first two albums. I don't know. We gotta hear. We gotta hear when it drops. I just hope they don't. They don't like. I hope they really put they all into it. I hope. I really do. I hope that. I hope it's not something they just put out. And it's not like an ego thing where it's like, oh, well, I got like Swiss be like, oh, I got to make sure I produce like a certain like. No. Yeah. 
Whoever got that that crack, that gritty crack, you gotta let step them up. rock. Let's step up. That's you you right. know what I mean? That's how that go. That's how that go all day, every day. <laughs> Definitely. My daughter's trying to give me a whole uh makeover over here. <laughs> like it's gonna be all outside the lines. But uh <laughs> It's the future generation of the boom bab hour right now. <laughs> yes, definitely. While I'm talking, alrighty then. So um, we definitely gonna be, uh, you know, definitely. Definitely gonna get that. that album. Yeah, 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 for sure. We are gonna do a review on that when it comes. And he out. got um something coming on uh, BET, right? Documentary. Yes, um, on Sunday. Watch that too. Mm-hmm. Definitely Man, gonna be checking that out. So, Soldier Boy is being sued for sexual battery and domestic abuse. Yes. Wait, do you get sued for that or do you get arrested for that? Mm, Isn't that a crime? It's a lawsuit. I mean, Um, so that's a civil suit. It's not a crime? Well, here's the details. Uh, So, basically, he's been hit with a lawsuit for alleged sexual battery and domestic abuse. An anonymous woman filed suit in Los Angeles Supreme Court stating that she and uh, and Soldier Boy had a serious relationship between 2014 and 2019 but suffered abuse that she could no longer stand. Um, and page 6 stated that Jane Doe revealed Soldier attacked her in 2015 which led to a miscarriage and was subject to physical attacks and yelling. She also stated Soldier Boy gripped the woman's neck and choked her while threatening her life. So Nia Riley said the same thing yeah. about him. Mm-hmm. He needs to definitely uh, see what's going on with that. What's going on? Why? She make it clap. 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 She make it clap. The biggest song on TikTok. Oh my God. Hey, I got a word of advice to anybody, any any rappers listening to the show, right? And you think that you get ready to get the next hottest joint on the radio and you're over 30. Listen to me. This research shows that 90% of music listeners over the age of 30 do not listen to new music. They try to find their favorite album and they listen to that. So, if you think you finna come out with some blue shit, then take over the game like Soldier Boy on TikTok. It ain't gonna work. You, you, you better think again. You better rethink. <laughs> you better find another platform. It ain't TikTok. TikTok for the kids. TikTok for the kids. TikTok is for the babies. Like Wu-Tang love the babies. TikTok is for the babies. Y'all heard that J. Cole? Oh, speaking to him. Well, he's supposed to be playing in the African Basketball League, but we'll talk about that, that after after um, y'all talk about. I did see that, and okay, so the CD, I mean the mix, or whatever you want to call it, the album. I don't know what these kids are calling what they dropped now. I guess it, 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 it's an album online, but anyway, it dropped last night. And I, um, I, check, I, like, I like J Cole, man. I like J Cole. I feel like me and J. Cole might need to do an album. I think I need to do an album. I think me and J. Cole need to do an album. I'm going to go and check it out. He got a lot of soul samples in like, you know, 808. So you know, that's my thing. That's your thing right there. That's my lane. Wow, that's your lane. Yeah, that could make a wonderful project together, huh? Yeah, me and J. Cole could be something special. Word, man. Let's go. 
So right. J. Cole, I'm putting that out there, bro. Holla at you. All right. I'll let your OG. I got you. There you go. I gotta check this out. Sound like it's gonna be dope. I heard it though. I watched the documentary first. So what inspired me to want to listen to the album was the fact that um like J. Cole really get, he gets in there with the production and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like right, he really does. He, yeah, he's putting the album together. And then just his um attitude, mentality, and intention for this project was like have I been creative enough? Like have I reached my creative peak? You know what I'm saying? And let me see if I can reach further than I have ever before. And to me, like, that's what musicians should be doing at this point in their career. Like, well, you should want to go high. Like, Little Wayne and all of them, I feel like they never did that. Like, they just stuck you on the lane. Like, they was like, yo, yeah, or I'm just going to, I'm not going to try to stretch myself creatively. I'm just going to do what I know what the people want. Like, I know they want this, so I'm going to just give them that. But to me, that's like McDonald's. Like, you know a nigga will eat a Big Mac, so you just going to go get him a Big Mac? Every time? Right. No. Because that Big Mac only $4. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I want to hear, I want to see what that filet mignon tastes like. Right. You know okay. I, mean? I want to taste that $200 <laughs> steak. Right. See what that thing tastes like. Well, it's juicy or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I feel like. Like, like what? J. Cole is doing the right thing from, the hip, from like a hip hop standpoint. That's good. He changed it and bringing it to a different level. Cause he hopefully he inspiring cats younger than him to might want to do the same thing. Right. Cause like Hove was probably his inspiration. Like Hove dropped four four four. It's like yo Hove was trying to like be different. Yeah, he was trying to show you you gotta grow in this hip hop. Like we gotta expand it. We can't just all be trying to like go for the same type of music. We gotta expand it out so it could be like it could have like. A young and an old, instead of just having like one thing. Right. Definitely. Definitely, man. Shout out to so J. Cole. J. Cole, I think he's doing that. That's what's good, man. Shout out to J. Cole. And he is like, like when he says he's the middle child. That's like yeah. he's in the middle definitely. of the of hip hop. Uh, yeah, he's, he's like in the middle between right Jay Z right, right, and the like, old you know and new, the old and, and Roddy Rich, and you know what I mean. He can teach that. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, even more about um, J. Cole playing in the basketball league. league. The African basketball league at that. Yes. playing in the NBA. Not playing in the NBA. So, J. Cole played high school basketball at Terry Sanford High School in North Carolina in the early 2000s before walking on at St. John's University. He ultimately chose hip-hop but played heavy on two things heavy on hoop themes on early projects like his debut album cold world the sideline story and the warm-up so more recently speculation has been swirling that cole wanted to get back on the court last august cole appeared in a puma commercial in which he seemed to be training so master p who narrated the commercial later said cole was training for a shot at the nba and um yes so he said when i talked to j cole he was like you know big dog you did it what do you think I would have to do to make it happen, right? Uh, so uh, apparently he's, he's going for it, um, but he's definitely going to be playing in an African basketball league. Yeah, this, yeah, this time ready. Yes. And showing what he got, you know what I'm saying? Yo, that's crazy. I commend J. Cole. 
it's called the Rwanda Patriots BBC for the inaugural season of the Basketball Africa Africa League. Yes. So um, I saw him hooping in the documentary. I was like, like, anybody had it differently mentally now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas before, because he talked about it in the documentary, he was saying how he felt like he messed up his chance at basketball by right. being lazy. Okay. That's why he wanted to do, he wasn't going to mess up his chance at hip hop. Okay. So that's why he went extra hard at it. Because he was like, yo, I could have been a real, I could have been a basketball player, but I messed up my shot. Exactly. Well, well now he's getting the shot. So see how things come back around. Definitely. And he's going to have his first game on Sunday, May 16th against the Nigeria River Hoopers. Oh, wow. Okay. That's going to be a nice matchup. But, okay. And do you think any of these games are going to be televised or are we just going to see highlights on ESPN? Because hmm. ESPN sure. is still going to show highlights. Definitely. Yeah, especially yeah. if he has anything to do with it, you know. So definitely. Yes, it is. So... Let's see here. So Rory actually is issuing a statement about being fired from the Joe Joe Budden podcast. Get out of here. What Joe Budden going to do? <laughs> so yesterday took a turn most fans of the Joe Budden podcast weren't necessarily expecting. Um, after returning from their six-week hiatus from the show, uh, the J. BP host Rory and Mal returned for two episodes. Then on the latest episode on May 12th, both of the co-hosts were absent from their seats. So during the episode, uh, Joe Budden aired out some scathing remarks about the two of them and fired both of them from the podcast. Yeah, that was crazy. That was, wow. that was crazy. Like Joe, man. <laughs> but what's crazy is, okay, now prior to this, right? Right. I seen Joe on No Jumper. On No Jumper. Right, and like he just seemed like he was at peace or whatever. He was cool. Okay. He was so cool in that yeah. interview, right? He was chilling, and I thought everything. And was then cool. I heard <laughs> the he next show one podcast. Was going. He was like a different space after yeah. that. Like I was like, oh, something must like something just kind of just sparked yeah, like or whatever, right? Between. Actually, he was saying that this should have been brewing for a minute. That's probably what it was. It sounds like, like I got it. Fed yeah. up with that and then shit. Finally. They took a vacation, and then yep. that was it. That was it. That was it. Like, fuck it. So, so, for those who want to know what he had to say, um, he says, since Rory feels he has so many options here, somehow he still feels like he's running the show. He feels like he's entitled to more. Uh, but in this hurts saying in the clip, Rory, you are in breach of your contract, and from this point forward, you're fired, and you're not welcome back. And later in the episode, Joe said, both of you were fired. And even though it was followed by laughs, we're pretty yeah. sure Mal won't be returning to the pod either if it continues. So while Mal and Rory kept quiet about their firing for most of the day, Rory would go ahead and issue a statement about his firing from the JBP. He said, man, what an era. Thank you to everyone that listened, supported, told their friends about us, bought a subscription, ticket or merch, any value starts and ends with y'all. I'll get to that messy shit soon. But in the meantime, I'm here to celebrate an amazing run. Love. So maybe, you know. No hard they feelings. was, yeah, it doesn't sound no like it feelings. was, you <laughs> they know, really No hard bad. feelings at all. <laughs> no, yeah. Rory taking the white person way out. 
<laughs> Bowl ain't saying shit. Okay. Bowl ain't yeah. saying shit. Yeah. Ah, he ain't saying shit. <laughs> but Rory, he's the, uh, yeah, he's taking the white person. Fuck yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna ease this on out. Yeah, I don't want to make it too, too bad. You know what I'm saying? And they really love. don't like want it with love. Joe. Like nobody wanted with Joe Button on the internet. Like you can't beat Joe Button on the internet. Yeah, Joe is wild, man. You can't beat him. He's got Joe. too much of a following. He's been doing it too long though. Joe is wild. Like Joe Button started on YouTube years and years and years ago with him and Tahiri. Him and oh, they were showing their life because Joe yeah, Button when they was together really? before loving hip hop. See, I didn't know about that. See, I didn't yeah. know the background of, you know, Tahiri and all of that really until I saw the show. So I didn't even know. So they had. So a- Tahiri was famous way before she even got on Love and Hip Hop. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Her and Joe were like in super love. Wow. But, but they used to have like the most volatile arguments and shit like that. And Joe Budden would film it. So it was just real as shit, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Love and Hip Hop before Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> That's why he feel like Mona stole his his um his, whole idea. his concept, right? He ran with it because the whole thing was based off of what he was doing on YouTube with with him. Really? Yeah. Now right. that's new information I didn't up. know. Yeah. Yeah. Look that up. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it kind of puts the whole relationship thing of what they had going on in perspective now. Yes. Right. You know, and you did. Where she was like, "I'm not marrying you on TV," like all of that shit. Right. Right. Exactly. And then I don't know, y'all seen her on what you call it? Who, who, Tahiri? Yeah, with, with Vado. Because yeah. Vado choked her out huh? on marriage boot camp. Oh wow! What? Y'all didn't see that? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I Vado. missed that one. Y'all know who Vado is, right? Yeah, I know. Vado, Vado used to be with Cam. Cam. Yeah. Whoa. So her and Vado was on the show, and then they got into an argument. No, they was yeah, they was arguing, and Tahiri threw an apple at him. Apple, yeah, that shit hurts. She threw like a couple apples at him, right? Right, and she was close proximity. We're gonna get it on, yeah. She was close proximity, right? Uh huh. So he, so wait, he stewed over it for a little bit, right? He sat there, he ate it, and he was like, he just started thinking about it, right? She hit me with a fucking apple, right? So, hold on, he just thought about it for like a second. He sat there, right? And then they had a, a little. You know, everybody had to sit in the same room and talk right. to the doctor, right? right? So the doctor, he was sitting next to Tahiri, and the doctor asked him a question. That nigga snapped. He just got up and just started choking the shit out of Tahiri. Like, oh, oh, my shit. God. <laughs> Not on the boot camp. Bitch, you, got, you crazy. <laughs> on the boot camp you know, She up. fucked him up with them apples, though. Oh, Lord. How you like them apples? Yeah. Bam. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a whole new ma- yeah. meaning to the word. Yeah, how you like them apples? How you like them? I think that Did might have been the name of that, the episode. They How might you like the them episode like that. Oh my god! But yeah. So anyway, hilarious. That's bugged out, man. That is bugged out, yo. So in sports news, uh, so the NBA is naming new social justice champion award after Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I got a story about him. Oh goodness! But what's well, your What's your story? Nah, I'm gonna keep that silent. But you gonna keep that silent? Yeah, man. Oh, my grandmother okay. passed away. But yeah, let me tell y'all, man. My grandmother told me, all right, about me and my brother, right? <laughs> she said, she said, you know, your father ain't that. That ain't your own. That ain't your own father's child. I said, what you talking about, grandma? That's that old basketball player. I said, what you talking about? That old tall one with the bald head. She was talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Stop. 
Because a long time ago, you know, my pops and him used to hang out back in the day. Word? Facts. Yeah, that was facts. A long time ago. So, I don't know. Nah, that's not true, though. That's not, uh, definitely not, not true. true. Uh. It's definitely not true. <laughs> that's definitely not true. My girl just didn't like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma just started shit. She was starting some shit. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> but, yeah, shout out to Kareem for doing that, man. That's what's up, man. He yes. definitely had a killer hook, too, right? He it's, was the inventor of the sky hook. I mean, he just... But that. he was also, like, one of those people who uh, was definitely in the forefront of the social justice. Oh, the social justice. Yeah. Awesome. And that's what the NBA definitely, um, that's the reason why they named it after him. They say, in addition to being one of our greatest players, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has devoted much of his life to advocating for equality and social justice. Okay. Uh, said, with this new award, we're proud to recognize and celebrate NBA players who are using their influence to make an impact on their communities and our broader society. No doubt. And for a little history lesson on some of our younger people who don't know all of the accomplishments that Abdul-Jabbar has done. We go a little history lesson. So, he has won three consecutive NCAA championships, 1967 to 1969, while at UCLA. And we just watched a documentary about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Definitely saw how much he was definitely involved in social justice and, you know, saw his whole journey about that. And in between them, he, alongside famed sociologist Carrie Edwards, helped organize a boycott of the 1968 Olympics in Mexico City due to then-recent assassinations of civil rights leaders Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. and the continued mistreatment of black people in America. And afterward, he went on to win six, count them, six NBA championships. Go ahead, Queen. Yes. So wow. he deserves all of the accolades. Thank you so much for everything you've done, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. No hey, we want to interview. Oh, <laughs> wow. Hey, we do want to interview. A yes. live joint, yes. too. Yes. That'd be dope. Be That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So Dave Chappelle wants people to know that he doesn't mess with Twitter, but he can't stand Twitter. He can't stand Twitter? He said he compares it to writing on the bathroom wall. The wall of the bathroom. The writings of the wall. I don't yeah. I don't really mess with Twitter. Twitter's definitely hard to deal with. I always tell you. There's a lot of reading on Twitter. It is, and it just doesn't seem like it says engaging because it's text-based. Like some people it's, it really get like, into oh, it. Because like Twitter's Twitter's also Yeah, it got porn. pictures, but it's Twitter definitely is the not the home of porn now. Let's not get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's Twitter, something I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> you can see Twitter is worse than Pornhub. Get out of here! Check that out. Oh Lord! I'm about to check that out. It's free. Okay. And every porn star has a Twitter. Yes. So they just be posting links to their stuff. Probably. They post little videos and shit. They just they probably post little videos, little gifts and stuff or whatever. Little dang, little love this, little that. Dark side of Twitter, like the dark web. Single biz been all through the dark side of Twitter. Now this is definitely single biz. Something else too called list crawl. Okay. Oh. First, We're gonna have to check List that out. The, the dark web. I'm gonna have okay, to check I've the dark. I've never been on the dark web. I'm gonna have to check oh. that out. No, when I say it's the dark web, I mean it's the regular web because there is okay. a dark web. It is, but it's the regular web. I'm but it's like the seedy side of the of the internet, you know. List crawler. List crawler. Y'all hear it here first. Listcrawlers.com. 
Listcrawlers.com. Listcrawlers, y'all need to shout us out now. Hold on now. We need that. Yes, we, we need are that sponsorship. <laughs> that advertising. Yes, we advertise. is something different. Well, he said, let's crawl this is something different. Yes, sir. I have to check that out. For real, for real. <laughs> so, are y'all um, y'all familiar with hip-hop producer Molly Maul? Molly Maul? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What it was. He has a loving hip-hopper. <laughs> so, he's sentenced to 33 months in prison. He should be, because he's like a scammer. Oh, my. Yeah, he's a scammer. So, um, his real name is Jamal Rashid. He was... Since Thursday in Las Vegas to two years and nine months in prison. That's a total of 33 months, which was the maximum he could get under a plea deal. So he previously admitted between 2002 and 2014, his escort services in Clark County were actually fronts for prostitution. Rashid had agreed he was to a, a plea deal in federal court. With the sentence yeah. specified at one to thirty-three months in prison. Hey, his pimping was definitely not easy. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, yes, uh, basically, um, he had a lot of time. That's a lot of time to be um, doing something and having it as a front for something else. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, because I mean, how easy can it be? You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he had chicks though. A lot yeah. of them. He had a lot of chicks. He had to join on Love and Hip Hop. Those uh, Nikki, Nikki, whatever her name was. Oh, Nikki, your girl. Um, what, what was it? Oh, you mean the girl with the with the fake titties? Yeah. 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 That um um Safari used to mess uh, with no. too. Uh-huh. Everybody did. Mm-hmm. Everybody got Nikki baby, yeah, that's yeah. Nikki, Nikki baby. Nikki baby. Mm-hmm. Nikki baby. Yes. Titties fake as hell. Look so, like balloons. Oh Lord, yeah, pop, you know pop. when they fake. When they go pop. When they just don't look real, like yeah, you know. Look real at the all. The real they ones are not gonna sit like up like that. I'm sorry. They always look like they stuffed. <laughs> they're just. You're not gonna just wear a dress and they're just gonna be like that. Okay, sorry. No, we know those are fake. Those are fake, baby. Okay. So uh, <laughs> on to other news. Azalea Banks slams Nicki Minaj and alleged alleges drug use over IG Live sniffles. <laughs> so you're sniffing a little bit too sniffing much. A little too much. Yes. Uh, Got the sniffles. Yeah, I love like that's my crush, y'all. Uh, which one? Azalea Banks. Yeah, she crazy. Love her, right? That's my crush. No, we didn't have her on the show. But she she's going to I'll be like, yo, what, what's up, she man? She's a lot like sensitive, yeah, man. Yeah, you, you be, yeah. She's a lot sensitive now. Yeah, she a lot it's sensitive. There's certain parts of your life you just keep to yourself. You don't got to share with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. She a little sensitive. You felt that way about Nicki Minaj and Something wrong. You know. your circle. You ain't got to share that with the whole she world. She got the world, no. But she come on here and get a little real. People like, why do you even care? Like, well, if she, if she snorting. Well, she could have kept it to herself, but hey, it's news. So here's the story. Uh, <laughs> so Azalea Banks, body shame Nicki Minaj calls her inappropriate for allegedly being on drugs um, during her recent live stream. Late Thursday night, Nicki Minaj went on IG Live to finally reveal what she had in store for her fans. But to many fans' surprise, uh, the Queen rapper chose to honor the 12-year anniversary of her game-changing 2009 mixtape, Beam Me Up Scotty, by finally uploading it to streaming services. A small number of the songs that were on the original project, including Mind On My Money with, with Rihanna, Brinks, and Busta Rhymes, didn't make the cut for the re-release, but Nicki made up for it by treating fans with the Young Money posse cut scene green. 
So, in the aftermath of her live stream, um, which featured an unexpected Drake cameo, popped up. So, uh, most of the hip-hop community, you know, definitely was experiencing the Beam Me Up Scotty, right? But... However, some fans and artists drew negative takes from Nicki's live stream, and Azalea Banks was one of them. Mm-mm. So never want to hold her tongue. She initially reacted to her physique in the pictures leading up to a highly anticipated Instagram event while DMing one of her associates. Azalea Banks absolutely rips Nicki by body shaming her and criticizing the alleged plastic surgery that she had under, undergone. Nicki got plastic surgery? Well, all I know oh, is back Nicki, when her Nicki and Remy Ma had, had, remember her and Remy Ma was, was I mean, going I mean, back and Nicki was forth. Nicki first, then she had a plastic surgery when she got on Young Money, right? Uh, I don't know exactly don't, when it happened, but yeah, her ass like is, is huge, huge. She look like that, like back back yeah, But isn't she like Trinidadian? Like Trinidadian? Yeah. yeah. So she can't have that like just regular normal? No. They got a, They got her like on video, man. Pictures without it. They got videos with her about that shit. Okay. Yeah, not looking like she did with Young Money. Got you. you know, that ass got fat when she played for that plastic. <laughs> yeah, so... um she was just really going in on her body and then she just said she starts to criticize her for her demeanor during her live um and said she had a case of the sniffles oh the sniffles right as elliot banks told with that idea before eventually uh just saying that the sniffles was a a result of drug use trying to say she on that cocalina so let's yeah She's like, the girls left to key and cackle on the rap girls, but we definitely just lost DMX to like loose drugs oh, in the bag, God. substance abuse. It's not that funny. Yeah, it's funny like your titties look like a butt. Your titties look like they're about to fucking shart. <laughs> she just going. She said, we need an intervention on Miss Nicki Minaj. That sniffling, I'm not buying that. And I know from experience, okay? I know from experience, sis. Hold on. Her titties is like a shart. <laughs> Like what? A shirt? Like she bought the shit? Oh, like a like a shirt? In her pants? Yikes! Yeah, that's Jack Black. Their titties look like they're about to shart. That that is 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 very very interesting. That's nasty. I can't deal with that. Oh my god, that's nasty. Like like a shirt, a shit and a fart at the same time. Shit in the it's fart. Like you fart and then you, put, you didn't know that you had the shit and then all of a sudden a little bit comes that out. That is just uh, nasty. Uh, that is just nasty. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. She got on that one. She clowned on that one. That's a good one. I'm telling you. That's a good one. That was a good one, yo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shit, fart. Fart shit. Fart shit. So... I don't know if this is still going on, but look, it said re- recently that the U.S. is banning travel from India amid skyrocketing COVID cases, oh. saying India second wave of COVID-19 is just taking a devastating toll on the country. Uh, it's daily. It's reaching daily 400,000 people. OK. Dang. Yes. 
So, yes, on the advice of the CDC, the administration will restrict travel from India starting immediately. So, if you decide to go over there, your ass is Don't think stuck. I'll be going to India anytime soon. Do Back not. Mumbai. You'll be there. If you go to Mumbai, you stuck there. Do uh, not. Delhi, you stuck there. <laughs> it's your ass. That's your ass. <laughs> not becoming. I'm, I'm saying, okay. but wasn't some other places actually restricted because of COVID too that you couldn't travel to? Yeah. You know, I don't know yeah, if Atlanta, they lifted right? that. Oh, you said Atlanta. <laughs> like, what the hell, right? New York, Philly. Like, shit. We got to get ready to wrap it up. All right, well, we have one interview. Uh, we have another interview that's coming up with Alicia Price. Yes, and she is, and look, I wanted to interview her because she has such an awesome service that I think that everyone needs. She is a co-parenting coach. That's your homegirl from um, up yes, the way, right? she is actually, I went to high school with her, yes. What's that? Uh, Minneapolis North High School, Polar Pride. Polar, Polar, Polar Rare. Mini- North Polars, North Polars. Yes. And two colders. <laughs> too cold. Too cold. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to that interview. Yes. And it's going to be um, awesome because she's really going to go over a whole lot of things about, like, for instance, I don't know if y'all see on IG or on Facebook. I know I see a lot. Like, what would you do if yo, um, your kid went over your baby daddy's house and his girlfriend did your baby's hair. I got a whole lot and of, um, what would you do? This. Right. I got a whole lot of drama with this. Or if she <laughs> wanna be in the family photo and wife. you know, it all kind of stuff. You know, it's like how do you handle those situations? Yeah. Go parent and mom butt. You should get some help. You really should. Some coaching. Yes, and there's just not a lot of um, of community support. They'll either say, okay, we're going to support single mothers or we're going to support single dads, but we're not going to support both of you. So this is really rare because it's actually supporting the whole family unit, even though they're not together. You know, this is something that helps them, you know, um, kind of guide their way through the whole parenting uh, process. process, which is needed. You know what I mean? Out, no doubt. So definitely check them out. So Price Dynamic. Oh, Price Dynamic. Out. That's going to be a good interview. Very good interview. So we about to wrap it up, y'all. Word, man. Check on y'all. Shout out to all the sponsors. Our sponsor. Yeah, Chef Maverick. Yeah. Chef Maverick. Because you know, single biz. You got a candor at that little fine thing. Oh my! You might want to take oh, her to dinner. Okay. Oh I think she might be involved in a serious relationship. I, I don't thought, know. but I don't know. I'm not speaking for her, but it looks like she's in love. <laughs> I'm like, we ain't speaking for it. Oh, hey, look, Seth. <laughs> yes, yes, but you know, hey, <laughs> hey look. I'm not in the one standing in my way. Look up, hey, there you what go. You do what thou will. <laughs> do what thou will. Uh, with the DMs. Oh, oh, get some of them. It's, some raw, it's raw, cannabis raw. love. Cannabis, cannabis is all just love. stands for love. Looks like we had to take a trip. Yes, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> 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 so we up out of here, man, with that. Piece. 
It's your girl, Miss Ruby V, and this is the Boom Bap Hour Uncut. We are here with a very, very special guest. Her name is Alicia Price, and if you don't know who she is, you should definitely get to know her. Well, first of all, she's from the great state of Minnesota, Minneapolis to be exact, uh, North High School alumni to be exact. So only great things, great <laughs> things can come from that. You know what I'm saying? But she's just a dope lady with a great company, CEO of The Price Dynamic, and also known as the co-parent coach. I love it. Thank you. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, so tell everybody about what what it is that you do when you work with parents. Yes. So first and foremost, um, the Price Dynamic Co-Parenting Coach, Alicia Price. And I am all things family and reunification and um, understanding that parenting across households is possible and um, extremely important for African-American families, in my personal opinion, because we're always uh, stereotyped or talked down upon for you know raising our children in single parent households and so we're all about at the price dynamic um, keeping the family together and so through co-parenting coaching we support single parents to learn how to partner in team and work together whether they've been divorced never married um, we also support those who just find out through paternity uh, positive paternity tests that they're now a parent and they need to establish a relationship um, with the other parent as well as the child because the reality is we are in 2021 and there are lots of families that are created in less than an hour. And let's just put Got that, that right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're stuck left, you know, kind of trying to figure out now, how do I parent a child whose uh, father or mother I don't necessarily know or have a relationship with? And so we support uh, parents to figure out what it looks like to be a team and to work together so that their children can be successful. That's great. That's great. I love it. I really do. Because, I mean, it's almost like and you just named a whole variety of different situations. Yes. I mean, and a whole lot of different, you know, emotions going on. Yep. It's like a multi-layered cake. <laughs> yes. A you big, know what I mean? Big messy cake. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what inspired you to start this business? Like, Yes. So I was raised in a co-parenting household. My parents were never married. Um, and one of the things that as I started to kind of unpack who I am and learning more about myself as I became a woman, um, I always was really intrigued by that being part of my story. I saw growing up that many of... Um, the uh, family members and elders that I looked up to weren't married or weren't in a relationship where both were living in the household. And then it became clear to me that that was a part of my family's just kind of makeup, right? And we learned how to love unconditionally and it was just the norm for me. But that wasn't what I saw on television, right? So I looked up to, you know, watching the Cosby show and, but I didn't see that in my home or in my community. So it was something I aspired to, but I also wanted to understand why that was the norm for me. And then be, when I became a parent, of course, I thought, 
I'll be married to my son's father and we're going to be together forever. And um, although our child was planned, we never married. And shortly after becoming parents, we started to have a different relationship. We started to see each other in a different way. We had different expectations, which then led to us being single parents. And so being raised in a single parent household and then creating my own single parent uh, family dynamic, um, it was just near and dear to me to support others. And I had learned through kind of our obstacles and our struggles, how to become successful at co-parenting. I wrote a book on the topic and I started to just um, really organically coach people through what it looked like and how to heal um, after you know the dissolve of a relationship. And as that started to pick up and I started to notice no matter background, um, family type, everyone understood what it meant for family to break, right? Whether it was divorce or never having been married um, or just, you know, raising children in separate households, no matter your family dynamic, you understood what that looked like. You'd heard of it, right? If it wasn't in your, um, you know, immediate family uh, household, you knew family members who had gone through it or friends, right? And so I just thought, well, you know what? Everybody understands family and everybody appreciates or loves or yearns for family in different ways. And so let's help. Let's do some some work in that space. And then growing up, as you mentioned, in North Minneapolis, um, we've been talked about nationally for raising children in single parent households and having crime rates and uh, STD rates at one point that were extremely high and teen pregnancy that was extremely high. Um, and while we have overcome a lot of those things, there are still lots of traumas that are affecting our households and our families and breaking them apart. And so it just felt like there was no time better than the present to start the price dynamic. And we have officially been um, in operation with an office and up and running and not just me doing all the work for a little under a year and growing rapidly. So um, there is an immense need for this, this work. So it's not only a passion um, for me personally, but um, professionally, I just saw that there was a, a major need. And I definitely was gonna say that is like, you know, you really um, are a great example of finding a need for so many people um, that of course, like say, you know, I know that could really benefit from this because it's like, you know, navigating through the co-parenting jungle can be really challenging. And what do you think like is the biggest challenge that you run into regarding, you know, two parents who trying to work together, but just can't get it right. What, what would yeah. be the biggest challenge that you see, you know, them dealing with? Um, I love that you asked that question because a lot of times people jump straight to, you know, the dating piece. And But if there are two parents that are wanting to be co-parents, but they can't quite get it right, what I've noticed is there is a lack of support within community. And what I mean by that is social service support. There are lots of organizations that support women and children or support men. But there are not a lot of community resources and organizations that support the family as a whole. And so when I talk about that, I mean kind of this two generational approach 
where you're able to support not only the children and their well-being, um, but also supporting the parents to become stable and self-sufficient so that they're not constantly, you know, in this fragmented or disconnected, disjointed family dynamic. Whether they're in a uh, intimate relationship or not, um, shouldn't matter, right? But we have a lot of services that are saying like they're for single moms and their children. And so then how do we add fathers into that? How do we support a father to still um, be the head of what his family is or the family that he created um, or to see himself in um, a, an authority role as it relates to raising and rearing his children? And so um, I think what we need is more services and supports within community that respect different types of family dynamics and lift up families um, in the way that we teach them how to be there for each other. Um, you know, we always say it takes a village, but what are we doing to support them to really build their village? Um, I think a lot of social services are designed in a way to um, help families just enough so that they keep coming back. And what the Price Dynamic is really wanting to do is to help families learn that they have the skills, they have the ability to support one another, um, teach them how to effectively communicate with each other, how to set clear boundaries, and how to partner to raise their children and be a team, to really effectively be a team. Um, so I think that that's the biggest thing is that when people really want to do the work, they want the support, where is it? You know, right. um, you're going out there and it's like, oh, we can help you and your babies. Well, if there's a man in the household or there's a man around, there's not as much support sometimes. So, and then there's also programs for men that treat them in such a way that their role as a father is to only provide monetary support. Oh, we'll help you find a job. Uh, you know, like that's your role as a dad, but there's so much more to being a father. Um, and then also helping mothers to shift their thinking or change their thinking that dads are not only financial providers. There are exactly. so many other benefits to having a man in the life of their children. Um, so yeah, we need more support in that way. We do. We have a program in Georgia called the fatherhood program. And I, you know, I, I think it's kind of, you know, just geared toward that, but I don't, I don't see, I'm, I'm serious. Like really, you're one of the first that I've really seen, uh, to really, you know, just encourage the communication as a, a family and deal yeah. with, you know, the whole co-parenting communication together, you know? And um, now I see a lot of questions on like social media and everything, like all these hypothetical questions. You know, I know you've seen them like, what would you do if, yeah. you know, you uh, had your child over your ex and their girl and they wanted to go take a family photo or if they wanted to go do this. And, you know, like a yeah. lot of, a lot of parents, like some is like, you know, it's cool. And some like really have a problem with that. Yep. So like, what, what do you think? Like, how should parents handle situations like that? Because when you start getting into like blended, blended families and, you know, the, the boyfriend has a girlfriend and, you know, the mama has a boyfriend. How, how should you think they should handle those type of situations? Yep. 
Yes, so good. So one of the things that we really share with our clients at The Price Dynamic is we talk about the dynamic four. And we encourage, you know, being vulnerable, being respectful, open communication, and um, asking questions that you really want to know the answer to. And so we help them to understand and start to talk through like the importance of setting the tone. So not letting things happen to you. It's so important to plan ahead. So you know these things can happen. You know relationships can happen. You know how you might feel ahead of time before these things occur, how you would feel about another man or woman being introduced to your children. So instead of waiting for it to happen, initiate conversations about those things. Have those hypothetical conversations with your co-parent before it happens. So you're just not left caught out there looking like, you know, you're crazy when your emotions start speaking for you first, right? So we don't talk about those things ahead of time and start to plan, then you're caught off guard. You know, you're caught out there and you got yourself looking crazy when your emotions are moving 10 times ahead of your mind, right? And so we really encourage people to start to have those conversations um, ahead of time and to be clear about what their expectations are. The other thing that's really important is with co-parenting, your emotions can get the best of you when you're still mentally um, invested in the relationship and looking at the person to meet your needs or expectations. When you get to a place where you can remove yourself and realize that your co-parenting primary goal is to support your child's um, well-being, then you can shift your thinking around: Is that as important? You know, is uh, you know, caring so much about a new mate or somebody, you know, meeting my child or being around my child, is that important to me? Is that affecting me, or is it affecting my child? And then it helps you to start to put things in perspective. So if it's affecting you more than it is your child, if your child happens to like the other person or isn't even concerned about the other person being around or being in a picture, or your child may feel like, why am I left out of that family picture? And you know what I mean? Like, so that yeah. affects them in a negative way, whereas it maybe it's mom or dad that's more in their feelings about seeing their kid in this new family dynamic, then you got to deal with you, right? And so the price dynamic helps to put a lot of those things in perspective through one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, we also provide family mediation if there's a need for, you know, families that they're not quite communicating well with each other um, and they need, you know, some support in being able to do that and to come to an agreement. Um, but a lot of those types of cases are when people are still really emotionally tied to the outcome uh -huh. um, and not thinking about their child first, but putting their own feelings and emotions first. Definitely. Well, one thing I would say is that, you know, um, both of, of the partners have to be willing, you oh, know, yes. definitely to come together and, and have a conversation. You know, you might have one party that's, that's coming with, you know, hypothetical questions. The other one is like, you don't want to talk or whatever. So, yep. you know, parents, y'all hear that? You 
you both have come to understanding that you're both willing to actually seek to find a solution. So you dropped some wonderful jewels today. Thank you so much. Now, you said you wrote a book. What's the name of the book? Yes, the book is called It's Not Complicated. It's a self-help guide for mothers that are navigating the obstacles of co-parenting. I've been through it. There's some really good information and tips in there. Also, lots of... Um, Lots of personality. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to keep it all the way real. And that's part of our philosophy. And I think that's why we've been effective, where we share, you know, lots of times what we've been through. And um, so the book is, I think, amazing, of course, um, but a great tool for mothers um, to just really work through where they're at and how to be an effective co-parent. Awesome. Well, before we go, is there anybody you want to... Oh, wait a minute. I got to ask you our million-dollar question. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so every guest that we have on here, because, of course, this is a hip-hop podcast, and yes. we got to ask everybody, so in your life, what... It, it, okay, you answered either when did you fall in love with hip-hop or what does hip-hop mean to you? Oh, my gosh. I fell in love with hip-hop when I heard Benita Applebaum. Okay. Okay. That was it. Um, before, <laughs> and I, I will give a little um, disclaimer though. The first time I remember being so drawn to hip hop was LL Cool J. I'm bad. When that okay. video came on, there was something about that you just could not ignore that. But then when I fell in love, so that tweaked my interest, right? I knew Got I was. It. it was hip hop was there, right? But okay. when the Apple Bomb came. And Tribe Called Quest, and it was this whole new vibe. It could be slower. It could be chill. It could be sexy. I was just like, this is it. And I'm like, um, yeah, it, it had to be Benita Applebaum. That's it. And, and the thing is, they were so different when they came out. That some Man. people didn't know how to receive it, but the people who really was like was looking for something new, it was like wow, like you it. know, so chill, so cool, so vibe. Loved it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just I that was, era. I was, dating, I was dating hip hop until Benita. Then I, I, it was it. That was just like, <laughs> I think I was in a committed relationship. Yes, committed, crazy in love. Like okay, <laughs> you can't take this away from me. <laughs> I know that's right. Yes, I love yes. your answer to those questions. That's so dope. Yes, yes. So thank cool. you so much for having me. Shout out to you and all that you've been doing. I've been seeing you for years and just keeping it going. And yes, Polar Pride, I love it. And I just so appreciate you for reaching out and having me on the show. Yes, I love it. And congratulations to you. You was at thank Forbes. You. Woo -woo. Yes. <laughs> a lot of things going on so yes girl and I see you always uplift other women that's what I love yes. about it. I said well, I definitely need to highlight you because you yes. definitely are doing some great things I appreciate you so much you're so <laughs> welcome well again oh and how can everybody find you on social media everything yes um the price dynamic or Alicia Price yep um, www.thepricedynamic.com is the website. We do coaching virtually, so we're not specific to just supporting uh, within Minneapolis. Um, and the book is also on aliciaprice.com. Perfect. Well, all right then. Well, again, everyone give it up for Alicia Price, the Price 
dynamic. Check yes. her out, definitely. Uh, and thank you so much again for coming. Um, you. you heard it here first. It's the Boom Bap Hour Uncut. <laughs>